Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast, your March Esports Roundup Edition. I'm your Master of Ceremonies, Lazero, and I'm joined by Cursor and Ty Swoogles. How are you guys doing? I'm oh, good, doing man. good. Yeah, we're doing good. You're doing good. You're doing good. I, I, you know, I, I, I like put it out there. Like, you know, how you're doing? All I hear is click, 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 click. Um, but that's okay. You know, clacking the keyboards is my favorite part of it. It's very podcast. loud. I'm sorry. It's all good. It's all good. Um, uh, yeah, we're here. We're gonna talk about a little bit of esports. We're gonna have a very esports centric show. Um, the first kind of episode that we're really hoping to just get get you caught up. If you don't know anything about Rocket League esports, uh, hopefully by the end of the show you'll be a, a little more familiar with it. Um, and yeah, that's my hope. That's my hope that we'll get to, and we'll actually start with the North American region, which, um, considering most of our listenership is in the U S <laughs> is probably the region that is being, uh, most watched or followed by our listeners. Uh, there's two big stories that we'll start with before we kind of get into current standings and the top teams and stuff like that. Um, the two big stories that came out over the past week is that, well, let's, let's start with the first one. Rizzo has declared that he is officially retiring at the end of kind of this this split, right? Um, this last run here. Uh, so maybe I can get uh, some of your reactions. Let's start with Ty. What are some of your reactions to, to this news? Um, I think it's uh, kind of been um, sort of a long time coming. I feel like you probably feel it uh, coming on. Um, he's had a pretty successful career all around. He's pretty much always been at the top for the 10 seasons he's played. And, you know, he's obviously enjoyed the content creation a lot. So... Him stepping down uh, and not having the motivation anymore is kind of understandable, and I think that uh, you should be happy with uh, the career he's had. Uh, Cursor, what what are, what are your thoughts when you heard about this? Oh man, I I was heartbroken. Um, to Ty's point, it's the the writing was kind of on the wall though. He's he's kind of mentioned it a couple times on his stream where he's been like, you know, I'm doing fine streamside. My girl is like, we kind of got our thing going on. They live together. Like he's like he. He's okay if he doesn't play competitive esports, but it's going to suck to not see such a, a pillar of the Rocket League esports scene no longer participate in these matches, you know? Like, he's been there for, you know, ever. Like, he, he, <laughs> forever. he's, <laughs> like, for, forever, pretty much. Like, the only, the only one he wasn't in was Season 1, and that's, he was like, he never made it all the way up to the top, you know? But in Season 2, he gets picked up by Crow with JNAPs, and I mean, like, the rest is kind of history, you know? It's, to Ty's point, he's, he's kind of just stayed up there at the top, you know, and always been sort of considered a tactical mind in the field, and it, it's going to suck to see him go, but I'm really, really, really curious to see how this Dre's guy performs. I've never seen him play once, ever. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sure I'm sure that'll be a curious thing, and, and we can talk about that a little more. I want to kind of stick with uh, Rizzo just for a second here. Um, there were there were some funny things kind of going around, uh, you know, after this news was announced. One of them is as a Twitch clip. I don't know who posted it, but it, it was pretty funny of like Rizzo being like, yeah, I want to retire uh, at the end of season nine. But then we won, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, which I think is funny where, where like this idea that there's this pro and they're like, oh, we had too much success. Now I can't retire. Um, I think I think to that point, though, they were saying that they didn't really find a suitable replacement. So Rizzo kind of felt like he was just going to stick around until they did. And and I, I know there was, wasn't there rumors about AJ perhaps? Yeah, I think uh, that in? kind of leads into the next point. I don't know if we want to start on topic that now, but uh, they, they did offer the spot to what? AJ. But as of yeah, yeah. prior 
commitments he couldn't really uh join you know there's <laughs> stuff in the works <laughs> i'm sure he saw he saw he saw that face clan is like oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna stick around and yeah. doing pretty well um no no yeah i think i think it's uh it's an interesting point because uh yeah the other thing i want to mention is there's a clip on twitter of like he's still got it you know the best of all time and like he miss he whiffs a shot and two two uh rogue players miss it and it goes in um but uh no i i think i think there's definitely a point where if you don't have the competitive uh, drive and you're really enjoying the content creation like from a long-term perspective like something that kind of can last uh, for longer term I think I think every pro eventually gets to that point where they're like, "Can I transition this into something else I can do for a long time?" Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's um, a so concern a lot of them have too, especially fresh out of college. Like a lot of them sacrifice so much of themselves to get here, and it's like it's kind of taking a gamble, you know. So it's they don't. That's not something you can transfer on a resume to like a normal job like the three of us have, you know. <laughs> and it's a huge time sink too, right? Like you're putting in like super long days and stuff, and it's just right. comes with a lot of burnout. So once you're deciding you're you're ready to go then you know you don't want to waste any time well yeah it's tough right like if you if you finish college or even if you didn't finish college if you finish high school and you started doing this right it's like i think a lot of them are very much working to get to that point where they can transition into some kind of esports related content creation or caster type career after because mm-hmm. if not it's like you know you have your you have your pro career for a couple of years and then you're done that and it's like so do I go to college now? And I'm sure some of them do, honestly. Some of them probably like, okay, I have no, some money saved up now and figure out what I want to do with the rest of my lives, right? I'm sure that's, right. a, that's a common thing that might happen. Uh, yeah, let's transition to the second biggest story here now uh, coming into the esports thing. And that was FaZe Clan purchasing the peeps. Woo! Um, yeah, first reaction cursor. What did you have to that? Uh, I, I have, I'll probably have a different reaction than most people will. Um... Uh, Nick Tack and myself were kind of tied to the like the early days of the Halo and the COD scene. Um, I've been following FaZe since, I mean, early days of YouTube when montages were done with, you know, mom's camera facing the tube television, right? So, like, <laughs> like FaZe and Optic Gaming were the two orgs, just to step away from it for two seconds, that brought COD to the map. And now to, like, see such a massive org that has so much, like, I hate to say it, clout and, and public recognition <laughs> in the space through multiple esports, it's... I feel like we're going to get an increase in viewership and it's nice to see more like notable orgs taking an investment in the scene, especially now that we're getting sponsors from, you know, Verizon and things like that. Like, yeah, it's, every it's, it's split like, it's is sponsored, dude. Yeah. It's every... only for NA though. <laughs> it's like, we had the X games and now we have the Verizon cup, but it's always been North America. So it would be kind of cool to see like at least eu get like a name sponsor as well but obviously it's super cool to have the sponsors in general like the ford majors and stuff yeah mm-hmm. yeah. I, I was gonna say kind of sticking to that phase clan thing um and viewership like phase was playing space station the other day and it's like this random game i mean it, it was a really important for space station it wasn't as important for phase but just the fact that phase had that brand recognition it was like like 126 i think thousand viewers peak right and you're like looking at that, you're like, well, this was just the Peeps versus Space Station. I don't think the numbers would actually go that high. No, they, yeah. uh, FaZe just played uh, the Sonics, who are like not really a huge, huge fan base org, and they had like 140k peak viewers or something like an hour ago. That's insane. Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. honestly, it's just all the people who are supporters of FaZe and other esports were like, yeah, I'll, I'll cheer for them in Rocket League. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of what it feels like. 
I mean, it's um, it's going to be monstrous to see like what that team becomes too. I mean, you look back at um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe you went to that land event, um, Zero, where they won the Dreamhack. And, oh, that was a crazy event. Right, and now Gyro's sitting on this team, arguably like right Jairo's behind AJ, actually... kind of guiding the direction of this team. Like all those players have split off and like been like monumental players in other teams. So it's like it's kind of cool to see him on phase, still doing him. You know. Yeah, I feel like Gyro is the player that. Um... Like, I wouldn't say he's my favorite player, but if there was, like, a nicest player of the year award, like, you'd get it every year. That's that's kind of the feeling I get from him. So wholesome. 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 Did you see the clip of, uh, I think it was his mom and his uh, sister celebrating? That was pretty funny. No, I didn't. On, on Twitter, there's, like, a clip of, like, I think RL Esports added him, and it just it said awe, and it was just, like, his <laughs> sister and his mom, like, going into, into it, like, after they won a game, going into his room. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh, it, it was very it's very uh, adorable although i'm sure i'm sure he was kind of embarrassed but it, it was very it's very wholesome it's very nice <laughs> so mom stop i'm on stream it pretty much <laughs> in the hundreds of thousands of people um yeah but it's a good it's a good thing i think overall that face clans joined and i know i know we had like a worry when it came to esports a while ago because cloud nine had left um you know eg as well there's a couple like orgs that had left but i i think we all I think especially as soon as we became free to play, I think everybody kind of realized like it, it was kind of a matter of when, not if some of these teams were going to start getting picked up, uh, especially when you have some of these like top six teams or, or top eight teams that are, um, you know, performing, getting results and they just need to be picked up by an org, you know? Right. I don't know if either of you have anything to add to that, but <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, just like, like you said, with the free-to-play and the, the whole esports system getting reworked to, like, a more, um, I don't know, open format and, like, a lot more games and stuff. Like, it's more airtime for the orgs, and so, obviously, it entices them to join more. And then having it's a team, It's enticing, like, but not enticing, too, right? Because, like, yeah, it's with a, so many teams... <laughs> it's a bit more dangerous for them, but, like, that's why you see, like, teams like the Peeps, who were, like, unsigned for quite a while, but like proved that they were at the top level and then you see like teams like phase coming in right because they have mm -hmm. a proven team in this new format who are at the top level and have people like aj who are big into the content creation and stuff which is a, a huge buff for phase um and so it just takes a bit of time but like once uh teams prove themselves and these these orgs are ready to come into the scene for sure for sure uh yeah let's let's talk about some of uh some of na here so uh like i said this is the first kind of esports roundup as i'm dubbing it um that we'll be doing it's not we'll, we'll still have it on the main feed don't like no no worries it'll still be part of the regular shows uh but i'm just gonna kind of keep it simple um and call it like esports rounds up roundup march right or esports roundup april um just just so you have an idea of like if you're going back and you're listening to these shows you know uh what when they happen because i think that's important as well currently march 20th as well uh so keep in mind as we go through uh this na list so currently in the na list and i, I know the current na regional is going on so this is before that has resulted or concluded um but we're going to talk about the current standing so uh you know going from number 10 currently in the rlcs x north america uh we have uh sonics with 910 points and pittsburgh knights with the 990 um Maybe, maybe I'm not going to name the points, but let me just give you a kind of like the groups who, who's kind of clumped together a little bit. So the bottom or the ninth and 10th place team are kind of uh, grouped there. Alpine Esports, Kansas City Pioneers uh, are 8th and 7th, uh, then G2 and 6th, the Pupes in 5th, 
Rogue in fourth, Space Station in third, uh, Envy in second, and NRG in first. Um, and really the big spots that we're going to kind of see p- teams fighting over are going to be that six and seven spot, right? Because uh, top six makes it automatically to uh, the world's land or or whatever equivalent of that event is going to be this year. Um, so, yeah, how are, how are you feeling about some of these teams? Uh, Ty, maybe you can take it away here. Yeah, I think uh, when you look at the top of the table, the uh, the energy envy, like those two are absolutely they're the best of the best. They've been consistent through the whole season. I don't think... I think between them, they have one finish lower than fourth or something like that. Um, <laughs> uh, then you have Rogue um, on a huge upswing. They've gotten to the grand finals the last two times. They won the regional. Um, and then with the addition of Taroko, they've been looking extremely solid. So mm. it's good to see that. Um, and uh, Space Station, are kind of they've kind of been downtreading recently. So uh, the Reddles has mentioned that they're working on developing new play styles going into worlds so they're not sort necessarily of necessarily so worried yeah yeah they're not sort of shooting for like the best results this split they're just uh just trying to develop their play style and be prepared for when land happens hoping that happens obviously um yeah, yeah. and then you've got uh phase in g2 in the fifth sixth spot which are kind of teetering on the the qualifying spots there they're a bit below the top four um and then they're competition is going to be kansas city pioneers and alpine who are realistically the two teams that have a shot of upsetting and maybe breaking into that top six those qualifying spots especially at this point in the year right yeah just there's less opportunities now for for uh pittsburgh knights and sonics exactly uh, um yeah do, do you do you feel like g2 won't make it like do, do you feel like their kind of spot is the most up for grabs here yeah, it's definitely the most up for grabs here, especially with Rizzo like um, kind of and kind of not <laughs> get, getting ready, getting ready to sort of retire. So I think, depending on how this regional goes for them, they could they could drop out of the top six entirely after this uh, regional. But then mm. in the in the grid, they're going to be playing with their sub Drees, and mm. depending how practice goes there, they might put him in for the next coming regionals. So we'll have to see how he does and and how much Rizzo wants to play for the rest of the split. Um, but their their spot is definitely on the line for uh, a hungry pioneers squad. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious because if like if they're getting better results with Rizzo, whether whether he likes it or not, they might keep him in just to get past that kind of area. Like they might want to, you know, as much as Rizzo kind of said like he's really going to try to step step down. Like if they're not getting the results and they are close to keeping that qualifiers, so I think for the sake of the org and his two teammates, he might stick around. Like I have that feeling. Yeah, for sure. I think it's like um, when they ended up not getting AJ, which is what mm. forced Rizzo to keep playing this split. Then it's uh, like they sort of are just like they're trying to test out Dries and see how he does, but he's obviously not the person that they wanted. Like he wasn't their first pick, so if Rizzo is performing well in the regionals and they can't make it work with Dries, then he'll probably end up uh, playing the rest of the season out. For sure, for sure. Cursor, is there any teams here that maybe surprised you kind of compared to how you saw them before, you know, RLCSX started uh, that are now kind of sitting in this top, these top spots? Uh, I gotta, I gotta say, with Ty talking about the, the acquisition of Taroko, like, I feel like Rogue is really, really kind of showing what they're made of. Like, for a long time, I, I kind of like was very tight-lipped about it, but I kind of felt like it it was really like kind of Crow holding that team back. Like he, it's the way they looked on the field looked like he tried to control these two like all-star talents who 
we're kind of trying to play past them at a whole different pace and like seeing that there's like this more open team dynamic. Um, I'm, I'm kind of really excited to see them push this, this year in worlds as much as I want to see G2 take it. <laughs> um, <laughs> like rogue, rogue has definitely been the, the surprise team for me being, being up there in top four and, and kind of solidifying their spot. I mean, they're whatever, almost 500 points over now phase clan. Um, it's, it's going to be hard to, to really squeeze into that top four there. Um, kind of sad seeing space station come down here. Um, but kind of to be expected, there was a lot of, I think a lot of cockiness and a lot of, uh, confidence going in and they were playing very, very well at the beginning, but they're kind of, kind of just falling off now. And there, there's all these other players stepping up. I mean, we're, we're starting to see turbo do things that turbo is not known for doing. We're starting to see, <laughs> you know, like these, these other players from other teams, like, Kansas City step up and start, you know, taking games against them here and there. Like they're kind of, they're really showing what they're they're capable of doing and why they are also here in the RLCS. You know, um, I think the time for the big three, the big four is far gone. You may have mentioned in a previous par- podcast. There, there's so much new, fresh talent in the scene, and some of the people who are still here have just evolved so rapidly. It's it's a completely different game from what we were watching, you know, this time last year. So. And, and to be fair to Space Station, right, like uh, Ty was saying, they are trying out new things. The one thing you have to be careful with when you are trying new things is if those things aren't working and all of a sudden you get into that slump and you can't beat a team, right, um, that can also be detrimental because uh, there is a lot to be said about momentum and confidence in this game. Sure. So, like, if you, if you kind of post results time and time again, um, then you don't want to kind of break that. But at the same time, if you don't evolve, if you don't try out new kind of play styles or new ways to approach the game, you can also fall behind. So mm-hmm. um, they're definitely playing along that line there of uh, of trying new things. But also you don't want to start getting into losing losing streaks, I feel. Right, right. Um, yeah, so that's kind of a little roundup of how it's going in NA. Um, you know, I think in our follow-up, you know, in, in April uh, to this show, we'll maybe go over the most recent kind of results and those specific things. But in this show, I really just want to go over uh, some of these tables. So we'll continue on actually now to EU. So the EU region, which has been completely and utterly dominated by team BDS uh, in that number one spot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let me, let me just run down the list and then, then we'll, we'll start with BDS t- talking about BDS in a second. So uh, team number one is BDS uh, team number two here, team vitality team number three, top blokes, fourth giants gaming fifth the dignitas sixth guild esports which to me is a little bit of a surprise but i'll i'll uh i'll talk about it in a second uh seventh endpoint eighth galaxy wraith uh galaxy racer ninth solary and tenth team or i guess tied in ninth uh team queso uh so yeah let's let's talk about the fact that team bds has like double the points of every team <laughs> everywhere <laughs> yeah you could um <laughs> team bds is is so good that you could cut their points in half and they would still qualify for worlds. Yeah. <laughs> they they're so good that they qualified for worlds without the spring split even starting. Yep. They had that many points. They've won 7 out of the 9 events in Europe. They're just pure dominance. The second <sighs> dynasty of Rocket League has arrived. That uh that is team BDS. Oh, that's that's a hot take. So you, do you feel they beat all the teams in NA then, Ty? uh on on current form it's it's hard to say we haven't seen the regions play against each other in a long time but it's hard to bet against bds man like they just i think they're the most uh the most perfect team play team in the game right now uh do you have any any takes on that cursor i i I have to agree i mean just 
like watching them go in, it's like everyone's mechanically confident. Like they they seem to rotate very well amongst themselves, even in very sticky situations where it's practically bumper to bumper on the field. Like I, I don't see this team stopping anywhere. Like they're just gonna keep winning. <laughs> I, I stick to that point. Like you know, there, there's a saying: winning is a habit, right? Right. Um, and I think when you become that dominant champion, the dominant team, there is some kind of sense of oh, we've won all this stuff before, right? We went seven in the last nine splits. So no matter what the situation is, you're like, well, seven out of nine times we've won the whole tournament. So even if we're in dire situation now, there's still a good chance we're going to win this tournament, right? Which right. uh, <laughs> is a good uh, a good place to be for sure, for sure. How do you feel about Team Vitality, which I keep calling like the gatekeepers to, to BDS almost at this point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Vitality are just, they're the best of the rest, right? Like, if you, you can't beat BDS, you got a bogey team, but they dominate everyone else. They are the clear second best in the region. They had a bit of a shaky winter, but they're still so far ahead. Uh, and on the field, like, KDOP has recently come quite a bit back into form. He was sort of looking sluggish and looking like he wasn't playing the game very much. And he has truly upped his level. And it's good to see. Did you see that crate? I don't know if it was like a ceiling pass into a backboard read redirect that he did last tournament. I don't know if that, that rings any bell, but I looked at him like, what is this play Kato? <laughs> like he passed it to himself on the, on the ceiling and then it went to his teammate and he landed on the backboard and then got a redirect off of it. It was pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll continue on here a little bit. Um, Top blokes giants game. I know you've, you've dubbed giants game as one of the fastest teams in EU. Um, what, how do you feel about them currently in their current form? yeah giants are are definitely i think they're probably the team closest to to bds in the speed category um i don't know still if i would call the itachi roster move an upgrade for when they had (laughs) talks in the fall split i think that they're very much still on the same level they were um just they are a bit more aggressive and offensive now whereas Tox was a bit of a more defensive player but mm-hmm. i still think they're just comfortable in that third fourth spot i don't think they've really improved much since the start of the season but they haven't regressed either so they've definitely uh they're they're, they're consistent i'll give them that they're one of the most consistent teams in europe um then next on we have dignitas and guild um yeah i'm kind of looking at guild and like They've had some funny, funny times <laughs> this overall. Uh, some some crazy times, obviously, starting with um, they had uh, Scrub Killer starting on their team, right? And then now now he's gone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So so that whole thing happened and they're still kind of hanging on to that sixth spot. But that's going to be a hard fought one. Cursor, maybe what's your what's your take on Guild Esports currently? Uh, I mean, it's nice to see, you know, like a what i gather it's basically it's its own independent thing like it wasn't a you know pre-standing organization it was something that you know (laughs) famous athlete yeah he was just like oh it's soccer related this is cool i have ridiculous amounts of money let me just you know (laughs) let me just throw it at this to see what happens you know and i'm sorry to say like his investment's not really being returned to him but um i don't think he cares (laughs) it's nice to see devo coming back and to see um phil and nolly playing together uh you know when when they're in form devo's looking just like Devo used to look back in the day, you know, like he's on point. His his tact on the field is is very hard to beat when he's in form. But honestly, I haven't I haven't been able to watch too much of them lately. Just 
I would I'm so just absorbed by other teams at, at the moment <laughs> that I, I kind of find it hard to keep following them because of their just sort of like lackluster performance. You know, I feel like they're mm-hmm. kind of just barely holding on to that top six spot because you got you know uh, Endpoint, Galaxy Racer, and Solary. That you know, if they were to step up, all the teams honestly, all the teams yeah. below them are pretty close overall. They're really, really close. So it's it's kind of hard to like pick them as a favorite over you know seventh, eighth, ninth, and you know even Singularity where Scrub Killer is, who used to be on Guild, right? You know, and it's I don't know. I, I can't. I guess I'm kind of in the middle about it. Like they might be able to climb up a bit higher, but to what you were saying earlier, I don't see them getting past Vitality or BDS. You know. Yeah, it feels weird like to say what you said about like how they're sort of like a middling performance. Like it feels weird to say that about a top six team, but you're completely right. Like they are, they dropped out of the top six after they picked Devo up. Like they were getting first rounded in regionals, but they popped off in the winter major. They got that top four finish and it skyrocketed them back into that world's race. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, with, I mean, there's definitely some new life in them and I'm eager to see what happens, but I mean, we'll just have to wait and see, you know? I think to that point, like because Team BDS has so many top end points, everywhere else in Europe, it feels so much closer because of it. I don't I mean, know if that makes sense. Yeah, but one, less yeah they, they have 3,900 points. Yeah, exactly. It's like, how much more could you possibly win? Like, there's a number on it somewhere. I just don't know it. F- fifth and sixth are definitely up for grabs for everyone from the seventh to the tenth place in, in EU. Like, you know, Dignitas isn't so far ahead of Guild Esports. Like, both those teams are kind of fighting for their. Uh, top six spots so i think that'll be a very interesting race as we as we kind of look at you uh throughout the next couple of tournaments um let's talk about dignitas how do you feel they're doing i know dignitas is in some ways the pillar of of rocket league esports um and they do seem to keep bouncing back every time i think violent panda is done uh <laughs> look at him he's he's still sticking around so i uh, they, they always have new potential i I, I feel like it's become definitely I mean it's been like this for a while but it's definitely just kind of been the violent panda show and others um, which is I think good for the identity team uh, I think if they completely switch the roster that they, they could be a little bit in trouble um, but yeah uh, how, how do we feel about Dignitas uh, maybe I'll throw it to Ty here yeah I think uh, Dignitas they um, they sort of are in the process of reinventing themselves obviously they picked up Jack in between the fall and winter split and that worked out very well for them at the end of winter they were making top threes in the regionals and majors and they uh they looked like they sort of started to uh what sort i want to use here maybe solidify their play style they had like mm-hmm. found their identity kind of thing um and then um as you said violent panda like he refuses to to go away kind of thing right like he's <laughs> probably the best captain the game has ever seen he's developed if you count the original dignitas dynasty he has created three different world championship caliber teams <laughs> on this org it's absolutely incredible like if if you are an up-and-coming player and you're like okay i need to choose a team to be with i think violent panda definitely has your interest if there's a spot on dignitas i feel yeah um, especially when they have like a pretty, I mean, Verge has been pretty solidified as a, as a coach kind of being there as well. Um, keep continuously yeah, getting new players and, and kind of keeping that ball rolling. So, um, there's definitely a lot of merit to him. And like we've been talking, you know, there's, there's that new change. Actually, we can maybe bring it up now. There's that new uh, coaching change, um, where you have like extra time. You can actually call a timeout, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how do two you minutes? two feel about this cursor? Maybe cursor, maybe first and then time. 
I, I, what was the uh, it's one or two minutes now I forget I, I remember reading it but I've, I've lost the number already uh, I think it's two minutes but I could be wrong I feel like it's two minutes though so, so is it an extra term two minutes or like when do you call it do, do you know exactly how that works I think it's between games like in in the series and then it's um I, I don't know if it's an extra two minutes or if it's two minutes because it's an, a minute on top of the minute you already get like i'm not entirely sure how it works so just but get I've, an heard, extra minute. Mm-hmm. I've heard the phrase two, two minutes thrown around a lot so it could be either i'm not entirely sure but it's, <laughs> it's some extra time <laughs> and like i guess i guess the biggest thing to take away is the uh like that coaches will have more of an impact or we'll be able to talk to their teams more so we'll start seeing who are the, some of the better or worse coaches uh, so yeah cursor what, what, what is your take on this oh no sorry um I uh, I think I dropped something in the in the Discord about it. I just it kind of surprises me that it's taken us this long, right? We're ten seasons in, and we're finally starting to see a little more support for coaching. Um, it was kind of a a laugh for a while. Uh, if you look back at earlier seasons of Rocket League, they're like, "How is somebody who, you know, isn't a pro player going to tell three star players how to play?" But like these, some, a lot of these coaches are really top notch players. And you look at any other professional sport in the world, they all have coaches. Right. And it's not just for, you know, correcting a player when they're in bad form. It's helping keep their mental in check, making sure that they're working on team plays together, that they're, you know, diffusing tension that like a coach is a very paramount figure on a team. And it's nice to see that we might really see some of these coaches shine more so than we have in the past by just how well they can help keep these teams, you know, sort of buttoned down under pressure. And we might see some truly stellar gameplay and some new like metas and changes we haven't seen before with players playing at this mental capacity. Um, I think it's going to be a good move in the right direction to see kind of whether or not this opens up the space more so to kind of encourage people to coach if they're kind of at that level, but can't really make it as a player. Cause I'm, I mean, look at how many coaches you see on like, you know, Fiverr or, or gamers ready, or you know some of the Discord servers that are up. There, there's tons of people out there that are you know GC2 up that probably won't make it, but they're solid players, and it doesn't mean that they couldn't be a coach for a solid team like this. You know, like like Dignitas, right? Like Verge out there, kind of holding it down for everybody, and and really pulling this team together, and kind of teaching Joryu's threes. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, and like and. Once he starts, you know, fitting into the, you know, to what Ty was saying, fitting into your, into your own here, like they, like he feels comfortable in the rotation. He just flexes these insane mechanics that most other players in the world don't have. So I think to that end, the the timeout is is really going to kind of open up some more opportunity for some more tact on the field as opposed to just kind of reactionary plays or who's got the faster reaction time in general or things like things of that nature. So. Yeah, uh, I think that's that's a great point. Uh, Ty, do you have anything to add to this? Uh, I think Cursor really covered no. it all. I think it's nice. just gonna increase the level <laughs> of play, and that's uh, that's what we want to see. Um, I have another question. Kind of while we're still here in the EU region, is if you were to look at the teams, maybe not. It could be the top ten teams, but also like maybe some of the teams that are like ranking top thir- uh, top sixteen, top thirty two. Um, is there any team that you see kind of developing really well or seeming to get stronger and stronger that you could see kind of, I don't know, fighting in that in that top mix uh, against teams like 
like beating teams like team vitality team bds in maybe six months like if i were to say like okay six months from now is there any team that kind of sticks out or feels like it's getting better that can actually fight those top two in the eu hmm. no <laughs> yeah. i mean unironically that i i yeah i don't think anyone really will be i th- i think bds and vitality are just are just that much above the rest of you I don't think they would uh, need to slow down. Maybe like, I think there is a possibility of either burnout or something. You know what I mean? Like in six months, it's a long time to kind of keep, I could see that happening for vitality. I don't know about BDS. Like they're all super young players. They're They're super hungry. hungry. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. That's a really good point. Uh, I just thought I'd throw it in there uh, in case there were maybe some up and coming teams that we haven't talked about. Like top Lokes feels like a team that, that can always maybe break that barrier. But, um, I mean, there were performances at the beginning of the year were more surprising to me because I hadn't heard of them, right? Um, but now it's like they've kind of solidified as a, as that you know top four team in the EU. So they're definitely a team that I mean, Archie's just insane, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're definitely a team uh, to keep an eye out. Okay, let's 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 do something for the uh, the Aussies here a little bit. Um, OCE region. Okay, I'm gonna run through uh yeah some of the top teams, um and this might be actually a good opportunity maybe if if you can tie after we run through them, uh, maybe for those who don't know talk about some of these teams and some players people might know just just to kind of give a a background if 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 I may, um so currently in OCE, first place team Ground Zero Gaming, second place Cringe Society, third Mind Freak, fourth Renegades. Fifth, Riot Gaming with an exclamation. Sixth, Direwolves. Seventh, can uh can Canberra. Is that the way? Canberra? I think, I think they pronounce it Canberra, but I could be wrong. Canberra Havoc. Uh eighth place, GGG. Ninth place, class of class of the grass. And tenth and and the other ninth place is sad gaming. I feel like once you pass the top like five, even top four. The top five, shall we say? Like we're getting to the point of people just having fun with the names. <laughs> yeah, in if, some ways. if you want to talk about OCE, really only the top six teams are are the relevant ones that you want to talk about, and only the top two qualify, right? That's yeah, only two mind. of them go to the world championship. So they've got basically they have two or sorry, uh, six teams that are capable of of winning events. Um, and obviously, when you look at the point standings, Ground Zero is almost almost a thousand ahead of the nearest. One uh, Ground Zero really. If you proven... look at point standings, Ground Zero is better than every team except for BDS. So yeah, well, <laughs> that's that's my point, right? Ground Zero is um, with the acquisition of Torsos, they've they've really proven to be on that BDS level compared to their region. They're dominating everything. I think they've dropped. Hey, can you just one... maybe run down their full roster, maybe? And yeah. Maybe... So Ground Zero, uh, currently is Express, who's been around since OCE was introduced. He was at the world championship in, in season three and I think season six. Um, and then you've got Torsos who has been to every world championship he can. He's the goat of OCE. And you've got an up and comer from the last year, um, Amphis, who is one of the most mechanical promising young players to come out of the region since, uh, since, I don't know, like <laughs> people, <laughs> people like Drippe, I guess he's, I don't know. He was really the first, uh, he was really the first, like, of the OCE's second gen kind of talent. Mm-hmm. What I'm getting is OCE is kind of like Pokemon, right? You gotta, 
<laughs> yeah, it takes a while for the uh, for the new games to come out. The new, the new, the new talent, the new <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it. But yeah, Grand Zero, they're they're uh, popping off right now. They've and, probably mm-hmm. locked themselves for Worlds at this point. Yeah, they seem pretty comfortable. How about uh, yeah, maybe some of these other the top four. Let's let's talk about top four. Cringe, sure. cringe society. Yeah, cringe society is at the moment uh, Drippe, Decca, and Jules. Um, worth noting that Jules was on Ground Zero for the fall split, um, but cringe society wanted to pick him up, so cringe society kicked Torsos, um, oh. and then Torsos joined Ground Zero, and Ground Zero became the OCE BDS. So cringe society probably made have made the wrong decision. Uh, seems that way at the moment, <laughs> but, but yeah. So, uh, Drip Eight, Decca, and Jules—they're—they're they're well-known OCE mainstays over the last uh, couple years. Um, they looking pretty strong. They've slowly fallen off a little bit. They're not uh, getting the consistent top two finishes that they were before. They've been upset by a couple teams like Riot and um, Mind Freak and stuff like that. So, they're uh, slowly coming down, but they still hold second by about three hundred points. Makes sense, makes sense. And uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, what do we got here? We got uh, Mind Freak and then yeah. Renegades. Yeah, so Mind Freak and Renegades are, are good to talk about at the same time. Uh, since they're <laughs> one point away from each other, uh, Mind Freak in fourth with 2472 and Renegades in, or sorry, Mind Freak in third with 2472 and Renegades in fourth with 2471. Um, and Renegades also just poached Mind Freak's player Fever. Over the last split, so um, it was a, a one for one trade of the Renegade sub, uh, the Renegade sub Zade. He went to Mind Freak, and the Renegades picked up Mind Freak starter Fever, um, and uh, they both uh, they consistently make those top four finishes. They've both won an event. Uh, Mind Freak won the Fall Major. Renegades won one of the Fall Regionals, and they're both uh, looking to upset Cringe Society and and make that top two finish. I think it's funny that that OCE seems to trade amongst their top four quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, they they really do. They're like, if this is we're not winning, we want this person. We want like they, they just interchange the top players of the region. There's not very often that a new person like Ampis will show up and and add a player to that pool. But it's it's nice to see when it happens. Um, I will say, kind of kind of to this point, um, OCE as well is if if you ever want to follow OCE. Um, just make sure you're checking out the, uh, I believe it's ESL Oceana. Or I think it's Oceana. ESL Australia, but I can't. Australia. Yeah. Um, yeah that, that's, that's where their uh, games are streamed at different times than you might be expecting. But, uh, um, but I mean, it's good sometimes. Cause it's like, if you know, if, if you've, uh, if you wake up at a random time and just check Twitch, sometimes it'll be on. So giving them a follow is definitely a good thing. Yeah. Let's, let's maybe now, um, I don't know how familiar Ty you are with the Sam region, um, but they also have two spots. Are you familiar with either of the top two teams here? Um, true, true I, the top and... two, yeah, I'm I'm definitely familiar with the top two. I kind of know. Well, I'm I'm familiar with the top three, and then let's just I let's just maybe talk about, about the, the t- top top three uh, just for those who don't know, because I, I honestly and and sure yeah beyond me on that one. <laughs> so true neutral is. Um, the top team in the region right now they've been dominating pretty much everything up until the end of winter um they are let me just go to their team page i don't want to mess up their names i'm pretty sure it's yeah so it's ajg 
Raisable and Shad, and they mm-hmm. came together, I believe, for the Spring Series last year, and they got fifth place. Um, and then in the off season, there was the Latin America Championship, and they won that, which was the first time a non-Brazilian Ooh. team won anything in South America. Oh, yeah, I know Brazil. Brazil's always had a history in esports, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, and then after they won that, they just they went on a tear. They won every regional event until the winter uh regional two for south america mm-hmm. um and then the winter major but uh yeah they've, they've been dominating the region over the past year it's been really nice to see uh some new blood at the top where brazil is not uh purely dominant it's, it's yeah, good to see yeah. um, maybe quick just maybe just go over novice here uh because i Sure, yeah. Um Novice Aevi, the formis uh or the formis, the former um Elevens Esports, they were low key esports before that. Um it's uh Card, Tander, and Kyo T G one. They've been around the South American scene basically since it was created. They've been the top team until True Neutral showed up and sort of took that throne from them. Um and they've uh well, they're nearly a lock for worlds. They're like 800 points ahead of third place guys. So it's like almost 100% locked. Almost, almost. Um, yeah. And so with that, you, those are the two top teams currently in uh, Sam, as we call it, uh, South America. Um, so I just kind of, kind of to give everyone a rundown as well for those uh, who, you know, have been looking at all these, Oh, there's like a regional every weekend and stuff like that. Um, so all the teams in each individual region are competing for their world spots in North America and EU. It is six spots that are being competed for in Oceania and, and Sam region. It is two spots that are being competed for. Um, and that will make up, I guess the 16 teams that will go to worlds uh, from what I gather. Um, what exactly worlds will look like is another thing, but that's kind of what all these teams are vying for fighting for. So when you're watching those regionals, they're trying to acu- accumulate points and get there. Um, my question from all of this now, and I'll direct this to cursor is kind of looking at all these different regions, all these different teams. If you were to choose a top four for a potential land in, in a couple of months, right? What would your top four be? And then I'll throw this to tie after. You mean like so cursor, championship yeah. or just like if we had another major in general? No, no, no. no. Your top, if, if we had a land and like whenever the land happens, right? If you're mm-hmm. looking at the current teams that stand in the top spots for each region, what will your top four teams be? Oh, uh, that's tough. Wait, are you asking um, the. F- are you asking top four for each region, or are you just asking like top four no, no, no. in the world the, in general? The, no, in the world. Okay, okay, okay. That's yeah. what I thought. I just wanted to make sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the world. It's kind of hard to compare regions, right? It's like it's. I mean, we look at. I'll use well, something small, fun. right? I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll use something small as a, as an example here, um, like the Spanish kickoff, which some of you are familiar with, yeah. right? Like that was created by. A, a completely different region, right? And now is just being adapted by the American region, right? Like each region kind of has its own play style or pace, I'd mm-hmm. like to call it. Um, it's it's hard to sort of hit them up against each other and you don't really know until you see them at Worlds. But I think if we're just to kind of ignore all that and if everyone's just playing to the best of their ability, they're all these, you know, like GC3 and higher, Supersonic Legend higher, like pro tier players. I mean, you can't not throw bds in there and you can't not talk about america without mentioning the top four right uh, i have nothing so against oce or sam but yeah, i mean yeah. like ground zero the being at 3500 right being the bds of oceana i mean how does that stand up to 
EDS in Europe, right? Like it, it's kind of two different play styles and two different paces. So we won't really, really know for sure how well they'll play against each other because we've never seen it happen. Um, predicting wise though, I would say BDS is definitely in my top four. Um, and I, I'm a little biased because North America, I, I kind of want to see uh, Rogue there because I think they can make it if they really lock themselves down. I also see Dignitas making it there. Oddly enough, if they can really, if they can really buckle down and get very, very comfortable with who they have on their team, and Verge does another stellar performance where we see like another game seven overtime and kind of kind of <laughs> keeps his, you know, is the glue that holds his team together. Um, we could really see Dignitas shine. I mean, it's it's so hard to ignore Appjack and Juryus. I've been watching the the one v one scene for so long and watching these guys climb up through it, becoming these top tier pro players. It's you can't ignore it. You just absolutely cannot ignore it. As soon as those guys figure out, you know, this isn't ones, <laughs> and, <laughs> and they start playing their threes game, I, I feel like Dignitas is going to be a very, very hard team to beat, and they'll they'll definitely hold themselves in the top three. Um, so I'd like to see VDS Dignitas. Uh, it's kind of hard not to mention NRG here. Uh, just even since the beginning of this whole season we've we just we knew this team was going to be insane you have you have arguably the best player in north america headed with arguably one of the best if not the best threes teams captain uh, garrett g kind of running the shots for the team and squishy kind of filling a role he's never done before but backs it up with his speed and mechanics like he's kind of coming to his own i mean you look at um earlier in the season he talks about having a lot of these uh mental blocks feeling like um team um were kind of his you know and not on the team and that he was the one being the detriment um but you kind of the more you pay attention to the storyline you found out it was kind of just you know growing pains like him kind of getting adapted to now playing with somebody he's been close to for so long aka justin and and now they're up there playing you know for for the trophy for the win and it kind of shows when they start playing in form and playing comfortably this team just shuts down everybody else around them without even trying. They'll sit there and just hold on to the possession of the ball and just take these shots that nobody else is taking, right? Um, with that said, that's only three. I would love to see G2 there. They are my team. I <laughs> want them to be there with or without Rizzo. I want I G2 want to Rizzo finally take it. Holding just, up the trophy at the end and being like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I, I want it. That, that, that would be the personal pick. But statistically speaking, um, I think we might see Rogue take it. I think we might see Rogue upset Envy and Space Station. I think this might be the first season we'll not see uh, Turbo Post like carry a team all the way to the finish line, even though they are kind of steadily getting better and better as the season's progressed. Um, they kind of lost that initial momentum that they were sort of um, riding on early on in the season. Um, but... I mean, Rogue is definitely a team to keep your eye on right now with how well they've been performing and how well they're starting to come together. I, I The sky's the limit for that team, honestly. I would say BDS, Dignitas, NRG, and Rogue for sure would be my top four. I like it. I like it. All right, Ty, what's your take? Mm. <clears throat> if we had a world championship tomorrow, okay, I think my top four is BDS is, is a given. They're in the top four. Um, and then I think you got Team Envy, NRG, and Rogue. I think the top of North America is 
probably stronger at this moment than everyone in Europe besides BDS. I think I think NA's top four, maybe you can count Space Station out. They haven't been very good recently. But I think NRG, Envy, and Rogue are better than everyone except for BDS in Europe. I don't I think that's the popular opinion, honestly. Like I think I think most people kind of kind of see that. Like BDS is there, but they don't really see the rest of that team or the, the rest of the teams in EU kind of competing with the top of NA. Um and it's honestly it was funny. That's literally what I thought. It's it's exactly the same as I thought. So uh, continue. <laughs> yeah, I think I think BDS obviously they're they're probably the best team in the world right now. Um, NRG cursor covered it beautifully. Squishy is is finally fitting into this team properly, and I think Garrett is personally playing the best he ever has. Um, I think he's absolutely achieved another level. He's been the best on the team for me for like the last month. He's he's thoroughly impressed me um envy has cooled off a little bit um since their back-to-back regional wins um but i think it's just it's turbo on land like you can't Mm. you can't bet against him um and uh and rogue they just continue to upswing they have not cooled down at all since they picked up taroko and i think it's incredible to watch i i really think they can potentially go all the way but i i would likely likely have them finishing in a, in a semi-final position yeah yeah i, I think Probably that's for sure uh, yeah um yeah so i i pretty much have the same thing as you here ty but the only thing that i would if this was a land the only thing i would think of is i think team vitality at land would be better than or do better or keep it together better than most other teams, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that we we would have to, I guess, worry about a little bit, I think, with Rogue specifically, is their land experience. So that's one thing that perhaps you know maybe maybe it's a little asterisk there that um, it, they'd have to perform as good uh, as they do online. Yeah, I I one hundred percent agree with you. I think um, Kdop on land is is basically the same as Turbo on land, right? But I I just think that First Killer's personality the way he mm. is and who he is as a person is unmatched confidence. I don't think land jitters are really going to get to this kid. I think he's just going to go out there, play his and game play and better. just freestyle on people. Like he's yeah, I've, I've got him as the best in the world right now. I don't think anyone touches this kid. I, I think he's, he's the best in the world right now. I don't, I don't and see I think as, matching him. I think as long as rogue hasn't had, the pressure, the expectation, he, I think they're going to continue to to keep surprising, maybe not even surprising people at this point, but keep doing so well. I think if Rogue ever becomes the dominant team for an extended period of time, I think that actually might start to get those players more. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, let's just say they win the Worlds and then they they like keep winning tournaments. That might actually get to a team like Rogue um, if they start having the expectation of like, oh, why didn't you win it, you know? Um, but maybe that's just, you know oddball theories here but uh, I, I like i mean it's a podcast we speculate <laughs> uh any any final takes cursor tie uh on kind of the standings of esports of rocket league esports currently any final kind of things you want to say uh, about how you feel the game and and it's esports is progressing uh, now's your chance to do so maybe we'll start with cursor here <sighs> and it's uh, it's it's grown so much it's grown so so much in season one i i love what it's become um I am very confident that next season, 
especially with a lot of ones players matriculating into uh, professional the professional three scene in numerous regions, we're definitely going to start to see a much more advanced game played, right? Like um, season, you know, eight going into season nine, we saw demos become more relevant, um, tactical demos, not just aggro demos, constantly. <sighs> Space station, but um, <laughs> Arsenal. I mean, <laughs> Arsenal. Um, but you know. I mean, to that point too. It's a side tangent. Did you see his whole bit against uh, the up and comer Daniel? No. Did, he did like a series of one v ones against Daniel, and Daniel was like bumping and demoing the crap out of him. He's like, "Stop bumping me!" <laughs> <laughs> That's like, me. like, bro. Oh my god. It's like the tea calling the kettle black. The, tea, <laughs> the teapot calling the kettle black. You know, just, just come on, man. But um, yeah, I mean, I love what it's become. It's it, we're we're seeing a much much bigger viewership. Um, I think free to play was the right move. I also, even though I'm currently struggling getting back up to where I used to sit, uh, I, I think the rank change was a good move. Um, it's kind of allowed some of these players to trickle up into the pro scene, like kind of separate them in what used to be this massive rank grand champ, right? Now we can see who really sits at the high end of that, and it's kind of easier to find that talent than it used to be. Um, I think Rocket League's only going to continue to grow, uh, and that we're we're going to see just absolutely like we have not seen the best rocket league played yet you know we not 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 by a long shot there's the the mechanical ceiling is still so far away from this from like our, our community as a whole um it, it's just it's just going to keep growing it's just going to keep going and keep going and you know maybe someday we'll see it broadcast not only just on youtube and twitch but live you know on cable across the country you know that would be that would be the dream for sure, for sure. Ty? Final takes. Um, I I agree with everything Cursor said. That was, uh, that was a great way to put it. Um, final potential spicy take for me. Don't really, We don't really need to talk about this very much, but I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I think that Oceania, specifically Ground Zero Gaming, I think that they uh, have a outside shot at pulling off some stuff at Worlds. I think they... Could potentially be a top eight team in the world right now. I'm. I think they look that complete. I just want to say that. That's fair. There it is. There's. There's your take. There's your take. Um. Yeah. I hope everyone like the March roundup. Uh. We. I kind of wanted to give everyone a. Uh, I mean, state state of the esports <laughs> address. I don't know. A little bit. So I'm glad we kind of got that. We got where everyone's standing currently in March of 2021. Um, and yeah, I think I want to just thank, uh, first of all, all our patrons, uh, for supporting us so, so much. Um, and also the two lovely guests that we have on the show today, Curse and Ty, thank you so much for being here. Um, and yeah, I think we'll leave you off at this, uh, here and we hope you have a good one and you know, you're watching some, some good esports. Uh, so we'll see you, uh, in this arrangement, probably in a month. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, see you then. Bye-bye.